in today's show. We're taking a look at Wednesday's 11-game slate in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're looking ahead to Wednesday. There are 11 games on. We're going to talk about those games, what we're watching for. Updates on injuries in those particular games and some streaming options. So let's, uh, what do you reckon? Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Hawks magic. DeAndre Hunter. Hmm. Is DeAndre Hunter going to do anything? That's the question. The answer is almost always no. But will he provide anything outside of maybe we're just, again, taking a flyer on him for the millionth time and hoping that something good comes of it? And I know I'm being shady towards DeAndre Hunter, who's a fine player defensively, but it just doesn't translate to category fantasy leagues. In points leagues, there's a little bit more value there, but the opportunity remains. So we're always going to be keeping an eye on that with someone who gets that opportunity, unless it's Tony Snell. We want to watch to see if they can do anything with it. So let's keep an eye on that. Also, the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Will he get the opportunity in a back-to-back against the Magic, replacing John Collins, or will they sit him down? And what will his minutes look like? Is he going to be worth a stream? That's an 11-game day, but there maybe is some value there for Gallinari. We want to watch that. On the Magic side of things, well, last game that we saw at Orlando, it was pretty disappointing for both Cole Anthony and for Mo Bumba. Both of their minutes were down and their production was pretty poor. I expect that Anthony will be fine and the minutes will go back up, but Bumba, it's one of the big situations across the entire day that we want to watch. Does he continue to start over Trimurakiki? Does he play 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 27 minutes? 18-minute Mobamba is not enough to be a 12-team league guy. 24 is. 27 absolutely is. 11-minute, of course, it isn't. We just don't know what they're going to do with that role. And we want to see how that looks with Akiki and him and how they run those two together and the playing time and how that all distributes right across the board. But the Washington Wizards, you'll be stunned to know. The man that is perfectly healthy and ready to go, Christos Porzingis, is out again. The third straight game since he has been traded to Washington that he will not play due to an injury that doesn't exist, according to Tommy Shepard. So he's out. Daniel Gafford is out again as well due to conditioning as he recovers from COVID. So we're going to be going once again with a lot of Tom Bryant. Well, that's not true. We're going to be going with some Tom Bryant because he can't play more than 22 minutes, apparently. So it'll be him and Anthony Gill manning the center spot. We've also got Rui Hachimura, who is questionable with that ankle sprain that he suffered on Monday. So there's opportunities for Gill. But for, for other players to play at the four, including Denny Avdia, who has been impressive of late, and I think he's worth an ad. He's someone to watch here. Also want to watch the Hull Neto-Ish-Smith combination. Neto outperformed Smith last game. Smith outperformed Neto the game before. It looks like it's just going to be a mess all season with neither of them really separating themselves into 12-team leagues. Maybe they both can be 14-team league guys, but I find it hard to believe that one of them separates into 12-team value. For the Pacers, it is a back-to-back for Indiana. 
I don't know whether Malcolm Brogdon's going to play. At the point of me recording this, he's questionable for Tuesday. I would imagine that if he does play Tuesday, he won't play Wednesday. I don't know why he would play at all, but they keep persisting with listing him as questionable. So we want to see how that looks. We know that Duarte and Turner and Isaiah Jackson are out. Well, we know that Jackson's out on, on Tuesday. We know that Duarte and Turner are both out on Wednesday. So what does O'Shea Brissett look like? He's had two really big games in a row. Jalen Smith, or how do all those guys look in replacement of those absent front court players? And then if Duarte and Brogdon are both out, do they have to start Lance Stevenson? Is it Dwayne Washington? How does Stevenson's minutes look? Stevenson, a couple of games ago, played 34 minutes, and he played 32 last game when Duarte got hurt. And he does provide some potential streaming options because of those absences. The next game we look at is the Pistons and the Celtics. They gave Marvin Bagley 20-odd minutes first game in for Detroit. Took a little bit of minutes off the top of Isaiah Stewart. Basically limit, limited Kelly Olenek. I do not believe that Marvin Bagley is a 12-team category league player, and I will continue to state that. It's always going to be the case. Even if he played 26 a night, I'm not sure he'd be anything more than a streamer. But how they use him is going to be really interesting for us to watch. And then Killian Hayes, how they misuse him will also be really interesting. He played 12 minutes last game while Corey Joseph played 35, and that's always the ideal distribution when you're a rebuilding team trying to develop young talent. So let's see how much Dwayne Casey plays Killian Hayes in this game and whether we can get any sort of level of consistency from him. For the Boston Celtics, all about Al Horford. It is a back-to-back. Daniel Tice is arriving. Does that impact Horf? How much does he close the games? Derek White having an impact there. So is Horford, could he trend towards being a drop with the additions of White and Tice now? And then Marcus Smart, who's questionable for Tuesday. We don't know whether he will play on Wednesday. He had a bit of a stinker last time out, but basically since Schroeder's gone, his minutes have gone up and he's playing yeah, relatively well, I think. So we want to just pay a little bit of attention into him and the level that he is uh, currently playing at. But if you want to have a look at Marcus Smart and you go, well, I think I know what he's going to do, what his points are going to be like, his assists are going to be like, then why don't you head to Price Picks? It's daily fantasy made easy. You just pick two to five players and there's individual player props, whether it's for points or rebounds, assists or steals or blocks or threes or even fantasy points. So you get your marker smart, you look at what the assist line is and go, yeah, it's six and a half, I'll go over. Put it in. Get the next bloke, Al Horford, rebounds, seven and a half, I'll take under. Mix them together. Those numbers completely made up, by the way. And you get them together and you can win up to 10 times your entry free. Simple as that. And it's not just basketball. You can do multiple sports in there as well. Really good stuff. Price picks is exclusive. No brainer of an offer for you. Listeners to this show, you get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Next game it is the Battle of New York. No Kyrie Irving, of course. We want to watch what the big avocado Andre Drummond is going to do. He started last game, played 24 minutes. They didn't play Claxon at all. I don't know if that will continue to be the case. Griffin played three minutes. I don't know if that'll continue to be the case. How much playing time does Andre Drummond get? We already know that there's no Ben Simmons. There's no Kyrie. There's no Kevin Durant. So does Bruce Brown get another start? He played 38 minutes last game and put together literally one of the best fantasy lines of the season. Is that realistic? Of course it isn't. It's Bruce Brown. And Steve Nash is going to mix things up. But Brown, I think, is going to have a really strong chance to start next to Mills and Curry. And he could be, he's at least worth streaming in. Yeah, absolutely. He's worth streaming in for this game on Wednesday while these players are out. Well, for the Knicks, Rowan Barrett remains out with this ankle injury that Tom Thibodeau does not regret at all because he's a cool bloke. So Grimey, Quentin Grimes is going to get another start, play a lot of minutes, most likely, and be a solid option, unless he doesn't. 
No, I think he is worth worth a stream here in this situation with Barrett out. While Mitchie Robinson, he's been taking it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Really putting up big numbers. We just hope that he doesn't have to go back to the locker room with one of his millions of trips with a sore ankle or a sore back. But at the moment, remember when we used to be worried about Mitchell Robinson? Oh, he can't even play 20 minutes in foul trouble. He guys plays 40 now. He's playing big minutes. He's staying out of foul trouble. He's putting up huge numbers. And we're seeing the development in his game. And it's really good to see. The Raptors and the Timberwolves. Thad Young. And this just goes for Thad Young, Ken Birch, uh, Precious Achua, um, Chris Boucher. How do they run four centers in their bench rotation? Who misses out? Young played 12 minutes last game, but it was garbage time. Does he push in ahead of Birch or Chua or Boucher? How do they run things? Do they start? And Nurse said this post-game last time out that maybe they'll decide to start Precious or Birch and move one of the starters to the bench against different matchups. That, could that be the case? This was after they played Valanchunas. Is Towns in that same boat where they might have to start an actual center? Eh, it's something to watch, isn't it? Why OG Ananobi, the Jedi, but what about Scarf? OG. Blizzard stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. He's been up and down. Pretty inconsistent with some of his shooting numbers. He's still been pretty good over the course of the season, but inconsistencies have been an issue. Let's just hope he can get a little bit back on track here in this game. Well, for the uh, Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Goose. His knee looks to be okay at the moment. That's, the numbers are well up. So let's see if he can push back to being that top 30 player that he was for a strong stretch of games. And then Jordan McLaughlin, who is the backup point guard now, he's taken... I, I'm shocked. I thought Jalen Noel was playing really well. And then they said, no, we're going to keep Beasley in there. We're going to put McLaughlin in over Noel. Weird move, but that's what they're doing. So in deeper leagues, when you're looking for assists, which are bloody hard to find, which I'm sure you're well aware, and McLaughlin can come in and get three or four. On good days, seven. And that's a real, real boost, especially if he's getting those 16, 17 minutes per night. For the Spurs, they take on the Thunder. We're going to be on real strong Devin Vassell watch. Only 24 minutes last game. He was shocking. 20% shooting. He is better than that. But is there any chance that Josh Richardson comes in and impacts him? Yeah, there is. Or does Josh, impact, uh, Josh Richardson impact Josh Primo or Lonnie Walker? There is some concern. I still think that Vassell is absolutely a must-roster player. Now, don't get me wrong. I think he's a must-roster player. But there'll be ups and downs. And this will be something for us to watch to see how Richardson and Vassell coexist. For the Thunder, Darius Baisley, he's playing really well. And he is a 12-team league guy. And I think that'll at least persist until Shea comes back. I don't think Robinson Earl's coming back anytime soon. Will they decide to keep Baisley starting over Aaron Wiggins when Gildas Alexander returns? That's what we don't know, but we don't really care at the moment. We're just having Baisley and enjoying what he's doing. And then speaking of enjoying what he's doing, Josh Kiddy's on fire. He probably is a little bit of a sell high, but don't accept anything less than a top 70 player. It did help that Dord and Shea were out last game, but Giddy put up some big numbers. And he can easily have cold streaks where he drops outside the top 150. We've seen that multiple times, but we want to cast a pretty critical eye on what he's doing at the moment. The Kings and the Bulls. Well, I want to see the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. And that's proxy for me saying, I want to see the rotation between DiVincenzo, Davion Mitchell, Jeremy Lamb if he plays, Justin Holiday. Who gets the minutes? Is there any way that we can see Mitchell play 32 and DiVincenzo play 30? Probably not. How does Alvin Gentry use his trusted veterans, sorry, trusted shitty veterans in Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb, who he played big minutes the first time out? Will they get preference over DiVincenzo and Mitchell? A lot of unknowns with Sacramento, and we want to find those out. Well, Mo Harkless went from playing 34, 31, 38, 30 minutes to playing 18, which is cool. It really helps with us trying to figure out what you're doing. 
it makes sense to me because it means you push Harrison Barnes more to the fore and you get more of those interesting wings in like Mitchell and Holiday Di Vincenzo. And if they're going to continue along that route, that's interesting. What it does also do is limit Chimezi Metu, which is unfortunate. There's literally zero reason for this team to play Mo Harkless, but they're doing it. So watching what his role is and how that impacts other players is interesting. Chicago, of course, won't have the services of Zach Levine, but they will have the services of Kobe White, who played really well last time out. He'll get another start with some big minutes and a big opportunity to score well. And also want to watch Devontae Green, whose numbers have dropped a little bit, but the minutes are strong. I still think we still want to hold him in 12-team formats because no one's really coming for the minutes or the playing time, which are the same thing, of course, minutes and playing time. But no one's really coming for that from him, and the role should be relatively stable at the moment. Let's look at the Portland Trailblazers. We know that they're tanking their ass off at the moment. Dennis Smith's out again, as is Eric Bledsoe and Keon Johnson. I want to watch Justice Windsor, who I do believe is a 12-team league player. He's got the lock on the starting power forward job until he gets injured, or if he gets injured. Some good numbers coming his way. And then I want to watch Trenton Watford, who put up some good numbers last game. 23 minutes there. We saw Ben McLemore really marginalized, and Watford stepped up. Can he be like a 16-team league guy? Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy, crazy idea. For Memphis, I want to watch Brandon Clark. Last game that we saw them, this was before Tuesday's game against the Pelicans. Clark played a lot with Adams getting in foul trouble. What do they decide to do with him against Portland and against New Orleans? He's probably a 12-team league guy for now. Or Des Bain just continues to impress. Really good game against the Hornets. Dropped in some big scoring. He has had some efficiency issues since coming back from COVID. But he looks pretty good most of the time. We, had, uh, we don't have to dive too deep into that. For the Rockets, I want to see how um, Steven Silas screw, screws up the Schroeder minutes. Well, I didn't mean to say it that way. How does he screw up the Schroeder minutes? Does he give him more than backup minutes? Does he start integrating him at the expense of Porter, at the expense of Garrison Matthews, at the expense of Jalen Green? Maybe. We do want to watch to see what that playing time looks like for Schroeder. And we want to watch the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate him. dance in just 17 steps. Sorry, Mr. Glauberman. I think you can drop him. I like him. I don't like him that much. And it's all about pathway to minutes. And when the pathway gets slammed in your face... Move on. See you later. All right, I'll get him later. This is not Carl Anthony Towns. This is not, um, I don't know, someone else good. This is a guy that had an opportunity and the opportunity stopped. So I'll see you later. We watch it, of course, to see if they decide to change their mind again. But move on. Jazz Lakers. Hassan Whiteside. We saw him get a nice double-double behind Rudy Gobert. I'm more watching it just so we can confirm that he's a drop. I've got no problem dropping him now anyway. With Gobert back, it's hard to look at a backup center playing 16 minutes a night as a 12-team league guy. And then with Nikhil Alexander-Walker in town, who's not playing, Jordan Clarkson has played better. A little bit more efficient. You're hovering more closer to your back-end 10 versus where he was at back-end 12, which is an improvement for him. A couple of extra minutes on top of what he was doing before is really helping out. Well, for the Lakers... Carmelo Anthony might be returning. So how they decide to integrate him and whether that finally means we can get Trevor Ariza all the way out of that rotation, that's something to watch. How does it impact Taylor Horton Tucker? And then what do they do with Malik Monk? Do they continue to erroneously play Avery Bradley and Stanley Johnson and Trevor Ariza ahead of him? Maybe. Monk's last couple of games, or the 20 minutes last game off the bench, an abominable decision from Frank Vogel. I am holding Monk, but... It could go sideways very, very quickly, depending on the idiocy of the coaching decisions that get made there. The Nuggets and the Warriors. Big Stiffy. Bones Highland. Minutes have gone up each of the last three games. He started all of those games without Monty Morris. Monty Morris, we don't know whether he's going to be available on Wednesday, but we're watching to see the Big Stiffy to see whether he gets the start and what his production looks like. And then Jeff Green. 
My name is Jeff. Couple, last couple of games, some good scoring nights. A lot of people get sucked into it for 12-team leagues. It has helped that Zeke Naji is out, and maybe you could consider streaming Jeff on a on a night where Zeke is out, but I would not buy into it. I would not get sucked into it at all. Well, for the Warriors, no Draymond, of course. So John Kaminga, I expect, will get another start. He was pretty disappointing in the game against the Clippers. Played 28 minutes, and it was all right, but wasn't at the level he was before. He's totally fine to stream in for now. I don't really see the long-term appeal there. Well, Jordan Poole also struggled until the very last couple of minutes in garbage time. And, you know, we saw some of those struggles with him and Clay together uh, reappearing. Hold for now, and we just want to keep monitoring that situation. I don't need to monitor, though, to tell you what the best place is to place all of your bets for pro and college basketball, because it's clearly bet online. The latest odds, totals, and player performance props. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online has hockey and boxing and UFC odds right to the Olympics and all of the information from there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's look at some streamers. Wednesday, Thursday, back to back. Remember, there is a lot of games on Wednesday, there's 11 of them, so streaming is reduced. But back to backs, we're looking at the Baby Shark, Bruce Brown, Denny Avdia. Two games for the Wizards. Caldwell Pope, Eric Gordon, Hull Neto, Corey Kispert, Kessler Edwards, Gary Bird, that's Garrison Matthews for the uninitiated, KJ Martin and Ish Smith. We're just looking purely at Wednesday. Bruce Brown, Otto Porter, JaVale McGee, Danilo Gallinari, CJ Alibi, Jay Crowder, Denny Avdia, Gary Harris and Yekka Okongwu, and Kentavious Caldwell Pope. For deeper leagues, we're also going to include Derek Jones Jr., Corey Joseph, Hull Neto, Kenridge Williams, Kessler Edwards, Dougie McDirt, Troy Brown, Dante DiVincenzo, Tory Craig, and Grant Williams. For points leagues, these guys available all in 50% of leagues or more. Pat Beverly, Justice Winslow, DeAndre Hunter, Pat Mills, John Kaminga, Kobe White, Brandon Clark, Bruce Brown, Shumara Kiki, and DeAnthony Melton. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.